a lot of people really don't understand what conflict is. Conflict, change, and innovation, they're a continuum. And you cannot have one of those without the other two. And conflict is the one most people struggle with. Most people want to avoid it. The things that I'll be sharing in this session give you some really simple things that aren't so scary in terms of how do you shift destructive conflict into something that's innovative and that moves and has momentum. Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's featured message. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with my partner in crime, Nick Coy from Ohio BWC. What's up, Nick? How you doing? Doing good, Mike. I am excited to be here for another one of our special podcast episodes. So we are doing a special podcast, a little bit different than normal, right? Yeah. So this is a great opportunity for us and the uh, the great state of Ohio here. We have Ohio Safety Congress and Expo coming up. And so we have teamed up with OSC 2022 to do some podcast interviews to prep you for the great presenters that are going to be coming to our conference. And the best part is this is a virtual conference this year. So it doesn't matter if you're here in Ohio, if you're in that state up north that we don't talk about, or you're anywhere else in the United States or in the, in the world, you can join our Ohio Safety Congress. You can check out ohiosafetyandcongressexpo.com and register for this conference. It's going to be on March 9th and 10th, and we're going to have a whole bunch of different speakers related to safety, health, and just improving your workplace, which leads us to why we're here today. So I would like to take this opportunity to welcome one of our presenters, Karen Valensick. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for doing this. So Karen, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I always love sharing that because I have kind of an interesting history. I started my career and my education as a mechanical engineer, and I worked for a division of General Motors in the auto industry. And oh, wow. I was actually one of the very first women engineers at the division I worked at. So that's where I started. And then about 30 years ago, I started this business, and which I call Spiral Impact now. But I help people master the art of conflict and really learn how to be powerful, but with grace. You know, I also am an author. I'm a two-time author. My most recent book is called The Black Belt Edition of Spiral Impact and The Power to Get It Done with Grace, which is available everywhere. And the other thing that about me that's probably unique is that I am actually a 30-year practitioner of a martial art that is called Aikido, a little bit lesser known art. And perhaps we can chat a little bit more about that through this interview. You have a lot of different pieces happening here. Yes. This is, I'm really excited about this, especially in today's environment, you know, with what's happening nationally and just here in the U.S. and just, you know, with the pandemic, there's a lot of tension there and there's a lot of potential for conflict and there's a lot of stressors in the workplace. And I believe there's just a lot of those trigger events waiting to happen and they can be triggered by safety incidents or lead to safety problems. Absolutely. And so culture is such a big piece. Uh, Mike and I spend a lot of time talking about culture and really culture is going to drive a successful company. If your culture is good. Your safety record is going to be good. Your quality is going to be good. Your productions are right. And this is just another piece to the puzzle really is how do we deal with conflict? Because it's going to happen. It doesn't matter where you're at, right? It could be with your spouse. It could be with your best friend. It could be in the workplace. It's just going to happen at some point because there's always a changing environment. Absolutely. And that's my session is titled Mastering the Art of Conflict from a Black Belt Perspective. And 
I use that word mastering it rather than managing it or resolving it because conflict is inevitable and it's totally natural. And a lot of people really don't understand what conflict is. Conflict, change, and innovation, they're a continuum. And you cannot have one of those without the other two. And conflict is the one most people struggle with. Most people want to avoid it. The things that I'll be sharing in this session give you some really simple things that aren't so scary in terms of how do you shift destructive conflict into something that's innovative and that moves and has momentum. It's not complicated, really. It's pretty easy, but it does require some skill on everybody's level. And, you know, when you talk about culture, a lot of the work I do are with intact teams or between departments in organizations that can have a lot of dysfunctional conflict. I always think about culture as while we might want to think we have this great culture, a lot of organizations have a culture that kind of evolves and happens on its own. And it usually happens with the strongest personality, whether it's positive or negative. Think about that. And I, I like to use that example of a great team is like a very majestic woods. You have all these different species growing in their full glory in that woods. But here in the Midwest, we have this thing called honeysuckle that comes in and it snuffs out all the goodness of all those different things we have. And same thing on a team. You can have all these amazing people, but then this honeysuckle kind of weaves itself in there. And so in my work, I help people really recognize what conflict is, how they can deal with it, and then help cut back that honeysuckle so that they can actually define their own culture. Yeah, Karen, you said right when you begin to answer that question about everyone tries to avoid conflict. It seems like every age group from boomers down, I mean, we just don't like conflict. And I get it. It's, it could be inconvenient at times, but it seems like this avoidance of everyone trying to avoid conflict all the time actually has a different outcome that we don't want. We are trying to avoid conflict and be passive about a lot of stuff, but it seems like some things get bowered up. I know there's the stress of the pandemic and everything, but the flights on airplanes is alarming. I don't even want to fly for a while just because <laughs> the intensity and the flights and the politics. And, you know, we have cell phone cameras now, so you can see everywhere. We have footage of it everywhere. You don't have to wait for it to be on the news. Just going rampant through social media. So this topic is definitely more important than ever before in our culture, I would think. Are you seeing an increase of demand of people just saying, listen, this is getting out of control. We really need to figure this thing out. How do we do this? Are you seeing a huge yeah. demand there? I think the demand has always been there. I think it's a little different now. And something I would like to add is I actually flew to Texas last week and back and I didn't experience any of the stuff that you see on the news. <laughs> so so good, I, good. I just want to say is sometimes I think the news exacerbates things. So I think you Very I true. Think keeping that in mind is the fact that, you know, they focus on this all this drama. And the reality is, is I think probably 95% of the people going through the world aren't experiencing that level of drama. But what I find with conflict, and, and the, I tell you, the reason I do this was um, really for my own needs, because I wasn't good at conflict. I didn't know what to do with it. But when you think about it, I think the schools are doing better now with teaching kids about conflict. But, but most people learn how to deal with conflict through their families, which are for the most part pretty dysfunctional, mine included, and mine not now, but used to be. <laughs> so I want to clarify that. Also through our entertainment and what we experience in the social media thing. And so 
you know, I mean, I, you hear all these things, but there's entertainment doesn't provide entertainment by everybody getting along necessarily. So when you think about even sitcoms, sitcoms drive me a little nutso because the conflict is just so stupid. It's like people wanting to avoid just being honest or having some, you know, doing the right thing. And it's like what people will do to avoid actually addressing something is it's supposed to be comedy. But, you know, if you're like me, I just find it kind of just sad most of the time. It's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Just be honest. Just tell the truth. You know. <laughs> so and I know that can be intimidating. So I think that most people want to avoid conflict because it's safe and they don't they don't know what to do. And, and you know, I, I will say for myself is I sometimes have things come up that I that challenge me and not as much anymore. But one of the things the thing that I'm going to go through in my session at your conference is I'm going to share five keys to apply to conflict. And they are simple. And if you apply a minimum of two of them, you'll get movement happening. Do you find that conflict is just misunderstood? You know, for example, you think of the word consequences, and there's just this negative connotation in a lot of people's minds when you hear the word consequences. When I teach behavioral health and behavioral safety systems for safety, we talk about, you know, there's consequences for your behavior. And a lot of times the mind just goes to, you know, I'm in trouble, it's negative impact, but really the consequences can be positive. It's just the word has a negative connotation to it. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you, if I go internal to an organization and they think we're going to talk about conflict, they typically feel like they're being punished for something that they did. And so I don't ever go in internally with that title. It's always team or professional development, which it is. But when I speak at conferences, they're usually full because everybody has conflict and wants to know how to do it better. So exactly, exactly. Do you think conflict is, is healthy in the organization? It can help you grow and expand it, you know, if it's managed and handled correctly? Conflict is necessary. If, if an organization doesn't have some level of conflict, they're not stretching themselves. I want to give a little teaser for people to be excited about learning more about this. But let's talk about exactly what conflict is. Now, as an engineer and a martial artist, I am pretty practical with the work that I do. And so if everybody, if you're, unless you're driving, take one fist and push it against your other fist and feel that tension. So right there is what conflict is. And, and that's, that's that tension. And so being able to master conflict is to be able to recognize when you're going right there. Now, what most people think of with conflict is when this push is too fast, too hard, or too long, and it, it becomes very destructive. But that's what people think of conflict. Now, what I said earlier is there's a very strong connection between innovation, conflict, and change. And most innovations come from some type of conflict that people want to solve. And then there's a change that happens, and that change often will create more conflict. So understanding this conflict is so critically important. Now, the conflict that's around mastering conflict, it will push, but it will push just right for the people involved. And so, and, and that requires knowing the people and being really conscious about what's happening. But there's a push, and then you learn to what I call spiral. And that spiral is really what my martial arts training does is that once you feel that push, instead of continuing to push and bang and, and beat it up like a hammer, 
you actually spiral and you shift, you're able to shift the whole thing. And so the very first key to mastering conflict is to understand exactly when you have it. Does that make sense? No, that does. And, yeah. and I think it's just finding a way to adapt in the organization. There's a certain time to push and there's a certain time to go with the flow and then maybe push back a little bit to adjust yeah. that trajectory of where you're going to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, absolutely. You know, and I've worked in different environments. When I was in the auto industry, there was the conflict of the ever-changing environment in auto was a conflict in itself. And, you know, and, and it was almost too much when people were afraid of layoffs. They'd kind of disengage. But then I've worked at places where people are guaranteed a living for the rest of their lives if they have a position there or used to be. And then there's somewhat of a complacency because there's not there's nothing that's pushing them. So there's a, a really fine balance in how do we engage. I did a live stream last week where I talked about how we can learn about just right conflict through wind chimes. And I, I told the story of how I had these wind chimes in the corner of my house and I love hearing them. They're just very peaceful. And I had some construction going on on the outside of my house and I moved the chimes onto a, a branch out in the yard. And I noticed that they never rang, hardly ever. And it was because the branch was very springy. So when the wind moved, the branch and the chimes all moved together, which would be kind of like going with the flow, you know, right. but to have that engagement that's beautiful is it requires that there be some stability there. And you've got to have that interaction to create that melody that you get with beautiful wind chimes. And so you've got to have the engagement to have something that's produced from that, but you don't want to have it like a, a sledgehammer because then you get disengagement and you get discord. It's kind of like holding the chime and then beating it. And there's a little discord that you hear. I see a, you know, a positive piece out of this. And I think this is really going to be beneficial for a lot of our safety managers, safety directors, because we see that, right? You know, as a safety person, my goal is to keep everybody safe and getting them home at the end of the day. The operations manager, the operations director is to get widgets out of the door in a timely, efficient manner and the best quality possible. And what happens is we have that, right? Where, where we start to hit heads because my work may slow his work down and his work may cause more injuries on my end. And so we see this. So learning how to work in an organization to go from this to moving together and finding where we can push and pull. I see a lot of benefit to this. And I'm, I'm really excited for our safety yeah. directors to hear about this. Yeah. Well, you know, my last role as an engineer, I was actually in a very high volume manufacturing plant and I was the product representative. And so I work very closely with the production teams and the safety director as well. And we had to do that. We had to constantly be looking at what is safe here. And, and you're right. Those relationships are so important. And it's difficult because for high volume production, you're down a minute and you're losing millions of dollars or you can be millions of dollars. And so those relationships, so you can call the shots in a really good way are so very important. And product design and safety go hand in hand and manufacturing. So it's all a, a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Not many people get that opportunity to work in those environments. You know, I think this, Mike, adds just to another piece of the pie of what we talked about, because you and I talk so much about culture and, and building this, you know, this good culture of an organization. And I think another piece of that pie that we need to focus in on here in 2022 is how do we build in conflict resolution, conflict management, conflict piece yeah. to that? Mastering, mastering conflict. Yes, we have to find a way to master that conflict as part of growing the culture and making sure we have those positive reinforcements and really getting to know our employees. 
this is just another piece of that puzzle, I guess, that maybe we've been missing here from a safety standpoint. Right. And, you know, sometimes people have a really hard time speaking up. A lot of times they don't want to create conflict or appear stupid. <laughs> and so, you know, that requires a lot of trust. And Patrick Leocini's work, the, the five dysfunctions of a, of a team, one of the things that's really the second most primary thing right behind trust is being able to engage in conflict. And it's not getting into a brawl. It's really how can we bring up stuff where we might push each other a little bit? And we don't want to disengage people. And, and there's so much to that. And, and you're right. You've got to know each other. And a lot of work I do with teams, I also bring in something I really like, our personality assessments. I use a thing called DISC. And it really helps people understand because, you know, you have a real dominant personality and they might cause a lot of conflict and disengage a lot of people. And then you have influencers and steady, you have all those people. And it's really fascinating to just kind of get everybody engaged so that they can really bring out the best in each person. And that conflict, if held, if handled incorrectly, can really disengage people fast. I think this time of great resignation is really a great reveal on where we've missed the boat in terms of our relationships on teams. So I think those are things really important. People have options. They have more options now. Yeah, that's real good, Karen. So I love the disc test too. It helped me in my life personally. And I always had to stop, you know, with my wife. She's really like an IS or an SI and then I'm a ID. So we both like to talk a lot, but her pace is a little slower, just, you know, more scattered. And then when I'm in private and alone, that D personality really picks up and I'm like, okay, let's get this done, you know, kind of thing. So there's been times in a marriage where it's like the pace has become a conflict. You know what I mean? I had to learn patience. I know, God forbid, everyone had to learn patience, but, uh, and mm-hmm. then she had to learn maybe to pick it up in certain aspects, you know, not being in the store as long. She's yeah. she's in here listening. She's going to hit me. So that's a real that's a real conflict because I, I know people yeah. in my life. They're deep, real strong, deep personalities and the cautious, you know, even to me, I've been on committees and different stuff. And hey, let's get some stuff done. I, you know, I'm a talker first. I'm an I, but I got that deep thing coming in there. And literally that caution personality, that C drives me crazy. And I've had to learn no matter <laughs> where I'm at. Just slow down. Let's make sure we're doing things right. And I had to like learn how to embrace that as like a quality perspective to kind of move that along. Nick, did you want to jump in there? No, I was going to say, yeah, it's it's hard because I'm a very strong D and it's just like I'm a wrecking ball in a room a lot of times and I know I am and I got to pull it back sometimes, but I just, I know what needs to be done and I want to get it done and let's just do it. I don't have time for, for a lot of chit chat conversations. And so, you know, yeah. you can see that causes a lot of friction, especially in some of those meetings. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good thing. And you said in the very beginning of this, because I, I just can't wait to hear it. And I'm going to watch you at Safety Congress if I can, but what are those five keys you mentioned earlier? Can you just list them off and then maybe pick one to say, mm-hmm. man, if there's one of these five that's really like I hesitate to do that because then people won't come up. They won't show up for the session. So, all right, give us, give us, uh, I like that. So They're going to the show up because so they want us, the deets. They want the Yeah, deets. give us one piece of the pie. One thing we could take away. Give us one of the five keys. We'll okay, so one of the, one of the, the very first and probably the most important, and you guys just alluded to it, is to recognize when you're pushing. Yeah. You have got to recognize when you're pushing because if you don't, then you're a bull in a china chop or you're a wallflower. 
And, you know, because pushing doesn't have to be overt. It can be that quiet person over there that's just kind of eating up inside that they feel like I can't stand this, but I don't know what to say. And so that push is stuck energy. And so it can be stuck because I've just been highly confrontational or it can be stuck because I'm afraid. I'm afraid to say anything because I don't want somebody to yell at me. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to waste people's, I mean, so it's all those things. And again, we're all bringing our our historical dysfunction from our families to the workplace. <laughs> I mean, self awareness, self awareness. In the era of suicide, that's so important because we've never seen numbers like this before. Very, I know locally, I've just I've heard at least a handful of cases over the last week or so from our school system, and I'm just blown away that me growing up, you never maybe once in four years. But yeah. it, it wasn't even that serious of a case, probably. I mean, there's just, you never heard about it. But now it's so rapid that we really need to recognize when we're pushing, especially in the workplace, because the traditional workplace is, I'm the boss, you do what I tell you. Mm-hmm. Especially in the hard labor, you know, more industrial construction type environments where they're just bold and like, either do it or get out. There's mm-hmm. not much relationship in the social world. I haven't made. Relationship is a top priority. But I've worked in some plants before, before I got in this field. And I tell you what, there was conflict and physical flights at the bar after work because of what people would say at work. That's changing drastically right now because that's the number one complaint from employers here in Ohio, at least, is there's not enough workers. And the workers we have, we have to do whatever we can to maintain them. So that workforce dynamic is changing. And this is another reason this conflict, understanding and mastering conflict is so important today. And you know, what I'll say more about this work, you know, my work is grounded in the martial art of Aikido. And Aikido is a lesser known art that it's it's not as popular as some of the other martial arts because it's not about force it's about position and what we learn in aikido is the difference between force and power and what we're talking right now about that pushing that's using force force is a straight line function but power is rotational that's what i teach people to do and that's what i do in my martial arts practice is you move in and with you move in and with. And so when you do that, you include, you actually include people when you go in and with, because you're not trying to beat them up. You're not trying to overpower them. You're really connecting with them. And in that connection, you you can influence, which can be manipulative, but you also build a relationship that's about collaboration. And so in all of that, and I'll just say in a nutshell, and we'll explore further those other four keys. One is developing that idea of center. And in martial arts, that's that calm eye in the storm. It's our presence. And that takes daily practice. And we'll talk about how you do that in a session. You also have to become the artist or the master of asking open-ended questions. So you can learn about how are we seeing this? How am I seeing this from that person's point of view? One of the things that is most often forgotten about in conflict is intention. And people don't think about that. All four of these keys are really powerful, but intention is something people don't think about a lot. And in my work, you know, if you don't have clear intention, the spiral just becomes a circle and you're going in circles. But what is it that you want that you don't have that's not based on another person's behavior? And really thinking that through in terms of how do you engage? And then the last key is support. It's recognizing you're in conflict. It's getting centered. It's becoming the artist of asking questions and acknowledging its intention and its support. And so that's the 30,000 foot view of what we're going to be doing. But it all starts with recognize when are you pushing? Because when you're pushing, you're using force and not power. 
And so that's, you know, people that don't feel like they get heard in groups, that's because they're usually, and I, I like to use the analogy of a hammer and a nail as force and a screw and a screwdriver as a spiral. It's about where's their power? There's power in the, the spiral and that screw, but the hammer, and a lot of us feel that way. We're just, we just keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. And anyone that's a parent knows what that's like. You keep telling your kid to do this, this, and this, and they, they never do it because you're not engaging with them. You're not including them in the conversation. So it's, it's really fascinating. It's, it's fascinating work. It is. And this, I'm really excited for this topic. As we kind of wrap up here, Karen, if people want to know more about this topic before they get to the conference, obviously we want to want to see them at the conference. I'm really excited for your presentation. You know, where can they find out some information about you? You got a website, books, those sorts of things. I do. I have a website. You can get it two different ways, KarenValensic.com. But easier to spell is SpiralImpact.com. And at that website, there is a resource page and there's lots of free things there. And there's a link to buy my book. If you're interested in my book, you can get it anywhere. It's sold. It's called the Black Belt Edition of Spiral Impact, which is actually a guidebook. So I will go right along with that book in my presentation. And so there's lots of stories of application inside that book. There's a free download on that page as well that is a centering practice for while you're driving. It's called Strengthen Your Balance and Focus While You're Driving. Sign up for my email list and then you get a free download. I also have some downloads of how to give feedback in the same concepts of what I teach. And then there's some really fabulous videos. A lot of times when I talk about Aikido, People go Google Aikido. I like anything. There's great Aikido and there's some really lousy Aikido out there. <laughs> so I have a couple videos at the bottom of that resource page that are um, one of my my late teachers Aikido and it's just beautiful. And if you want to see beautiful Aikido, and also I should tell your listeners that be sure to have your video on and pay attention because this is a very visual presentation that I'm going to be doing. I really look forward to it. I believe it's more than a belief. It's something that I know that if you can master conflict, it's a path to freedom. So if you feel like you're struggling in your life, mastering conflict is one of those things that just really opens up the world in a different way. Last Friday, when I was doing a keynote, one of the people said, well, yeah, but it takes two people to do this. And it's like, no, you know, when you think about pushing, it requires two people to push. It only requires one person to do something different. And so that's where the beauty of of all of that is. You make a change and it affects everything around you. And it's really magical when that happens. And I always like to tell people, I've been practicing this work and I started because I wanted to be better at conflict because I kind of vacillated between being really angry and being a victim. like most people. (laughs) And and now it's like, you know, I practice this, everything that's in my content, I use and and I've changed my content over these years, because I really find that things have changed. And you know, for example, I don't encourage people to dive into sharing their feelings when they have a conflict. And a lot of conflict courses, you you need to learn to use I statements. And I can use I statements and be successful with it. But it's not where you start. And there's some other things, the other basic things where you start that you create that connection and inclusion where you can then, you can then get into how you're feeling. Those techniques are wrought with failure. And probably most people can think of the time where they tried to share their feelings and knocked over. So (laughs) 
anyway, there's so much, there's so much stuff here. And, and I really am thankful that you're able to hop on today to talk about this. I am really looking forward to the presentation. One last thing that I'd like to say about Aikido is I so frequently hear, oh yeah, that's that art where you use the attacker's energy against him. And actually that was even on Jeopardy a few weeks ago. And the fact is, if an Aikidoist is thinking of using an attacker's energy against him, they've missed the whole philosophy of the art because we move with and we blend the energy so that we can actually move together and have something that's collaborative and innovative. It's not about hurting the other person. It might be splitting hairs, but for me as a 30-year practitioner, it's a really important distinction. And that's important from a business standpoint too. So thank you again, Karen, so much for being here. So much great information. I am really looking forward to your presentation, Ohio Safety Congress. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that book too. So I can't wait to uh, at least virtually see you there. I wish we were in person, but virtual is going to be great. Thank you so much for taking time with us today. Uh, And to all of our listeners, everyone have a great day and be safe out there. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.